0: Hey, everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. Hey, good morning. It's good to be together so glad you're here. Um, like I said, it's not gonna lie. It's a little bit different this morning. It's a little bit different this morning, but it's a good different because uh, if you don't know me, my name is Jordan. Jordan. Ugh. Wow. I'm a part of the team around here. I hang out, and uh, this is this is Krista, my wife. Everybody, say hello. Hey, gang. Yeah. So. I mean, wow, we're here.
1: <laughs> we've made it.
0: At this point, it's an
1: accomplishment, friends, let us tell you. <laughs>
0: I don't I don't know at this point if you're looking forward to the next 30 minutes that we get to share together or not, but we've made it. Like
1: You uh, know, I am after spending time in worship and, you know, yeah. getting it right.
0: That's good. We're That's here. Good honestly this we don't teach together often so if you're new here we don't teach together often um, normally I'm kind of up here doing the thing and so this week has been really really challenging I'm not gonna lie it has challenged our marriage so hopefully up to this point we're back in love with one another yeah Is it? okay worry, great. we're getting there yeah so <laughs> Oh, we'll talk I thought it sure. would
1: be a good idea to teach together instead of me teaching alone, and now I think we're reevaluating that. Yeah, we're decision. definitely
0: gonna change that up. But hey, we're we're grateful that you're here with us this morning. I I gotta say, you're here for a reason, okay? And so over the next couple of moments that we have together, we're gonna uncross our arms. We're gonna kind of open up our hands to receive what God has, and I, I, we would want you to do the same because. At the very beginning of this, I want to say where we're going is it's not like we have this all together. I think that's when what's been the most challenging for us as we've approached this conversation this morning is uh, like we're right in the thick of it and we don't have all the answers. But what we want to do this morning is give you some truth that you can apply to your lives, that we can start applying to our lives if we've studied this because I'm, I'm a firm believer that the Holy Spirit can and will change you, not for just just this moment, but also for your Mondays and for your Tuesdays and, and for your Wednesdays because You know, if what we teach here on a Sunday morning doesn't impact that Monday morning life, like, we have missed the boat.
1: Yeah, exactly. What's the point if we're not able to extend that beyond a Sunday? So in a little bit, we're going to open up to Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at what Jesus says about busyness, and I'm sure that all of you in the room can understand what busyness is, and we're just going to talk about the grind, the hustle, whether you say it's no days off. It's soccer season, it's travel season, it's planting season, it's harvest season, it's fair season. (laughs) We've been there. We're insanely busy. And like you said, we don't have it all right. Um, I think it's fair to say that whenever Jordan does teach or I teach or we teach together, whatever we're teaching on seems to impact us greatly the week that we're prepping for it. And so it's been wild. And a lot of you have walked with us and have seen us in sheer exhaustion.
0: Yeah, I mean, our life has truly kind of, it, it, it really feels chaotic at times, if you will. I, I don't know about your life, but our life is that way. We've got two, uh, we have two little boys, oh, I shouldn't say little, I mean, oh. one's a seventh grader, one's a fourth grader, and like.
1: They're not little.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be taller than us yep. by like next year, let's be real. <laughs> but all the things, all the things set in with life, um, both boys are in sports, multiple sports, sports, um, so there's the whole travel sport thing that we're gone a lot for, there's practices. One of them's in choir, and so there's choir rehearsals and performances and events. And then uh, if, if you're new here, we, we embarked on raising two, uh, two animals for 4-H. I know looking at us, you wouldn't expect us to have animals for four h specifically no, looking at you
1: maybe me <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in four h uh, so
0: specifically raising calves for four h and like we're going to the farm twice a day to do feeding and chores like and all that um not to not to like even speak on like we haven't even got to our jobs yet and the goals and the desires that we have for where we're at professionally you're you sit on a board and like We're busy. There's our friends too, and so like life is just busy, life is hectic, and it truly feels chaotic at times. So we come to this point in our life where we have started to realize, and especially prepping for this conversation, that's where we're going this morning, we're talking about busyness if we haven't said it yet. (laughs) And so what we begin to realize is that busyness, at the end of the day, will cost you something.
1: Yeah, and not to say that the things that we are busy with aren't things that we don't enjoy. Everything that we're doing, we're enjoying, we're, we're committed to, we love it, but it does cost us something. Like yesterday, almost our marriage, right?
0: Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> our marriage, oh my God Okay, let's, let's be real for a second. Oh my goodness.
1: It was, it was a busier week, it wasn't actually supposed to be a busier week. Um, I have a lot on my plate professionally, so there was a lot to get done. Um, and there's also a lot to get done for fair. We're prepping for fair. I had buyer group letters to send. We have to make thank you posters. The boys also do model projects that are due tomorrow that we haven't even started. Um, We needed to run to Costco for snacks to get us through fair week. And we had to go to boot barn to get boots and jeans for the boys for show day. All the things, right? Then there's groceries and bills and taking kids to practices and trying to make their summer fun, having friends over. And then having to write a message on busyness. And it all kind of came to a head yesterday morning. Um, I saw to go pick up groceries. So I told Jordan, I'll go get the groceries. I'll go do chores. He can finish working on the message. All the pressure on him, right? So I go do chores, get the groceries, come home. Everybody helps unload and come back. And he literally is like, you smell like cow pee. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did say I, that. He did. I
0: did. <laughs> Smelled
1: like <laughs> cow pee. Love you too. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm a busy person. Like, I can just keep going. So I was doing all the things around the house, trying to do all the things to make it easier for later. Yeah. And I think they're, you know.
0: Yeah, for me, I was like a ticking time bomb. If, like If you can imagine, like, she's very type A, just very driven and just with anything. And so to get her to slow down even at home, like even on our rest days, is like, yeah, right. Like it's, it's hard. You don't stop, and you, and you'll throw in. I mean, you do an incredible job, but Thanks. Like you, the, the busyness is still there. And so I was like a <laughs> ticking time bomb yesterday. If you know me, like quick little side story. Like if you know me and how I prep for messages, like I have my message done and wrapped by Wednesday, leading up to Sunday. And here, like by Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, like we only had half our message written. Like I was freaking out, and I and, and in my mind I was out. like babe, like, are you gonna add any content to this thing? Like, <laughs> you're doing all the things and being busy, and I, 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 I didn't know how to, like, I didn't wanna stress her out more. And so, but yesterday afternoon, I, I was just like, you know what, your, your, your mind is going all these other places, you're doing all the things, can you just focus on what is important, and?
1: Laundry, it was important. <laughs>
0: In my mind, that's what not, like that wasn't important. Like this conversation was important and there it, like 25 minute knockout drag out conversation later, like, and it's so wild how that plays out of talking about busyness, being up on this stage, having that expectation of bringing you something in here in our own lives Like we struggled. We're a
1: hot mess.
0: Like 24 hours ago, right? Well, even
1: this morning a little bit too. Let's just just be real, okay? Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, no doubt. (laughs) But life feels rushed at times. And I'm telling you, maybe you haven't said it in a while, but you're busy as well. I mean, not not to just look at our lives, but you're busy as well. And, And I think what we've come to, kind of this thought is that busyness will cost you something. Just looking strictly at us, like busyness costs us something. Yeah. Like we we lose closeness when, when we're busy. There's moments where I don't feel like we're on the same page. Like even with the simplest decisions, it's like, what what are we even doing? And uh, married folks in here, you might've said it before. Have you ever said like, it just feels like we're roommates right now? Like we we've said that.
1: Yeah, we've been there for sure. And you
0: go on like, Date days, we, don't, we can't do date nights because we're just, again, busy. So we do date days and like you sit down in a restaurant and you're sitting down and like you're just communicating and, and leave it to, to Krista to be like, all right, so let's go over what next week looks like. And then you're just like, oh, can we just get a
1: break? <laughs> from said, it all? Listen, I'm type A, like I need to know the plan. I need to know how we're gonna survive the week. Right In my head, like if I don't have an idea of what the week looks like and how we're going to get through it, like I just, I'm all sorts out of place. But yeah. we literally don't we don't have time to rest. We don't have time to reflect. Yeah. We literally sometimes no. just don't have time.
0: I brought home this book. Um, uh, our, our men, some of the guys in, in Restore did a book study on John Mark Comer's The uh, 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 I'm trying. I lost the, it. The, the ruthless yeah. elimination of hurry. So I brought home that book. It was laying around the office, and of course, I just kind of flipped through it. And I said, "Hey, you should flip through it because, again, we don't have time to like read a whole entire book right now." So we were we were flipping through it, but. There were some points. I started highlighting some things, and John Mark Comer, he used this Dallas Dallas Willard quote that really brought this whole idea, this busyness concept in my mind of like, wow, this really is a problem in my life or in our life. It kind of brought a new revelation for me, and maybe this might help you. Um, John Mark, again, he used this Dallas Willard quote. He says this, hurry is the greatest enemy of spiritual life in our day. Hurry is the greatest enemy of spiritual life in our day. Now, I thought about that for a second, and I'd be like, hurry? Like, to me, hurry wouldn't even been in the top five of spiritual problems, like things that detract us from Jesus. Like, hurry wasn't yeah. even in my top five. And so, but think about that for a moment. Hurry, hurry is the greatest enemy of spiritual life in our day. So I take that and I think, well, like it kind of makes sense. So the enemy, he doesn't have to show up with a pitchfork on our shoulder necessarily and like try to get you to cheat on your taxes or try to get you to cheat on your spouse or have a couple extra beers. Like the enemy just wants to make you busy. It reminds me of this quote I, I, I I've, didn't take time to look up who it was, but it's this, (laughs) that if the enemy can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Yep. And it's so true. Yeah. So true. So there's a reality. Like busyness, if you're taking notes this morning, busyness is the enemy, and you fill in the blank. Think about your own life. Busyness is the enemy If we're not careful, it can be the enemy of peace. Like we're so, it sabotages us so much that we're always thinking to the future instead of thinking in the present and we get worried and anxious about what's coming this next week. And so quickly, busyness becomes the enemy of our peace. Busyness becomes the enemy of joy. Like, man, it can be a super heavy and hectic week in our lives, and I can so quickly, I don't know about you, but I can so quickly miss the little moments that God is using to bring joy in my life. Busyness is the enemy of relationships because honestly, this is is the big one for me. It sabotages the love that I express to others, whether it be me as a father, me as a husband, me as a pastor, like some of the worst moments are always found when I'm busy.
1: Yeah, I can resonate with that. I've also learned that busyness is the enemy to intimacy with Jesus. Like busyness will stifle my growth in Jesus because I don't have time to open my Bible. I don't have time to sit in prayer and ask God, what do you wanna to say to me today? The Bible sits on the nightstand. Yep. yep. Or we finally turn off the daily reminders on the Bible app.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's the problem with busyness there. It will begin to rob you of who God has
1: called you to be. And sometimes we don't even we don't even see it right away, right? Yeah. Like yeah. The enemy is in the excitement. That it that excitement that you get by staying an extra hour at the office and chasing that Yes to a sale or opening your calendar and you get to see all the things on your schedule. You're so popular, you have so many commitments and then you add more commitments after more commitments. Listen though, we're we're not advocating laziness. We're not saying cut out of work early and don't spend time with family and friends. That's not it at all.
0: Yeah, we're not saying like pull your kid off the soccer (laughs) team by any means.
1: But you need to be responsible for the things that you're called to. You need to take inventory of those things and understand that that constant grind and hustle That's where the enemy is in the excitement of you feeling like you belong. And sometimes that's when our worth, our value gets wrapped up in how many things we're a part of. And I've been guilty of that before. Like I love to be able to say all the things that I'm invested in, but at the end of the day, what am I focusing on? So what if I told you that the grind, the hustle, the hurry, the addiction to busyness is responsible for the ache that's inside of us, that emptiness that this life of hurry is responsible for the spiritual dullness and the distance that we sometimes feel between us and God. And I can be the first to say that, yeah, that has happened to me. Yeah. And it can also be, you know, the distance that you between, that you feel between those that you love it can be the distance that you feel between yourself, like, like a disconnect, if you will, between you and your soul.
0: Yeah. I like what you were saying there because it's, It's more, there's more at stake than just like our emotional health, okay? There's, sure, it's, um, you know, we wanna wanna feel good. We don't wanna feel stressed out. But really what hangs in in the balance is our spiritual life. And for us, as followers of Jesus, like that's the utmost important. And when we're busy, it distracts us from like, the most important thing. We're gonna open up to Luke chapter 10. I'm sure you have your Bibles, I hope you do. If not, download the Bible app and uh, follow along with us. We're gonna to go to Luke chapter 10, and we're gonna look in verse 38. And you might have heard this story if you've been hanging around church long enough. It's a story of Mary and Martha. And I think, I, I, I think that Jesus has something for us. The Holy Spirit has something for us this morning in these words we're about to look at.
1: Yeah, so in Luke 10, verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her.
0: So let's get some context here. Like I said, you might have heard this story before, but if not, Mary and Martha, they're sisters, okay? And what we have is that there's this close relationship between them and Jesus. You can read more about um, kind of their life and how they are so close with Jesus in the gospel in John's gospel. Okay, but we know them as Mary and Martha here, and what we see is that Jesus comes to town. Okay, he comes to town and he comes to Martha's house. Now, as as you were reading that, like I I, I like to think that Martha. Okay, play along with me, play along with me. Like Martha has it all together. Okay, she's a homeowner. Okay. She's proactive she's 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 always doing something she's me she's always doing something. I like to think of Martha as a little bit of a perfectionist like she can't settle until everything is just perfect and and for me i like I can relate to that for sure. I'm guessing she's a pretty dang good host, okay like People want to come to her place. She's got the snacks, she has all this stuff because she's so focused on pleasing other people. And then, then there's Mary. Mary is, she's quite interesting. She's probably this free thinker, maybe a little bit artsy, okay? She's uh, maybe a little bit flighty at times. Like you just don't know with Mary. Like you invite Mary down to like Venturi to grab some pizza, she might show up. She might not, not really sure. Like maybe she's kind of freeloading it off of Martha's couch. That's where she's kind of hanging out. And so if we look at verse 38 again, it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way. So Jesus is coming town. He came to the village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat down at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So there's, There's this contrast between Mary and Martha. And I've heard this story before, and I like to think that I paint this picture of Mary in my mind, but another translation says it this way in verse 39. Mary, who was also seated at the Lord's feet, was listening to his word. That word also is a little bit different of a picture than what I've heard Mary kind of pictured as. Like, for me, I can just envision Mary, you know, just away from doing all the work, like that's, that's just Mary being Mary. But that word also really points to, some would argue that, no, 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 she was there ahead of time, she did the work. But when it came to the guests actually coming into her house, like that was her priority at that point. Yeah. It wasn't about all the other stuff to keep doing and right. perfect and get, you know, get accomplished. Like once the guests came in the house, like that was the most important. Yeah, she understood, thing.
1: she understood the importance. She wasn't distracted.
0: Yeah, so we see she sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. And doing a little bit of study there, when Luke uses the word that she sat at the Lord's feet, really what Luke is meaning is that Mary, in this moment, is being a true disciple. And disciple meaning that like, She's a student, like she's listening, she's studying off of of a person. Uh, The Apostle Paul kind of describes this as well in Acts 22. He he says that his time as a student was under a training of Gamal, okay, if you will. He, He says it in Acts 22, three, that I was brought up at the feet of Gamal, saying that I sat at his feet. I learned from him, I listened to him. And so this was the same with, with Mary. She was at the feet of Jesus. And she was learning. She was listening. She was really a, a student of Jesus in that moment. Right,
1: right. And maybe Luke meant that she literally was sitting at his feet, maybe figuratively. Regardless, what we do know yeah. is that Mary was choosing to listen and to learn. She was learning from what Jesus was saying. She gave her complete focus to him in that moment, and in verse forty again, it says, "But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made."
0: Yeah, like look, look at that word. She was what? What? What does the Bible say? She distracted. was distracted. Distracted. Yeah, like all the stuff that had to be done.
1: Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with getting all the things done, right? There's nothing wrong with doing work for Jesus, right? <laughs> I hope not. But there is a cost to the busyness, because Martha's problem wasn't that she was working hard for Jesus. Martha's problem was she was distracted with all of this stuff. Martha's problem was Martha. And the word distracted translated in Greek has the meaning of being pulled or dragged in different directions. And I mean, as Jordan said earlier, obviously I'm 100% of Martha. Does any, anybody else in the room resonate with that? You I don't easily, have to raise your
0: hands, but you well, can yeah. nudge the person. I mean, you could just make me feel better. That if you know that they are, give <laughs> them an extra one of these. It's,
1: it's easy to be distracted. Yeah. When there's not anything to do, I can find something to do, which I feel like is, is yeah. Martha in this.
0: I was, um, y'all, I'm like going on four hours of sleep from last night because I was up super late kind of putting final touches. Maybe I was a Martha in this whole message (laughs) last night. Maybe that's the revelation I I need this morning. Oh my goodness, I just put that together. Uh, But I was thinking last night, what was driving Martha's busyness? What was driving her distraction? Well, we'll get there in a second, but in verse 41, it says that she was worried about many things, like, And for me, I I would like to think that Martha, like her distraction was probably driven off of fear, which I think is a lot of our busyness and our distraction that it's driven off of fear. Like we're not, if we don't have all these things in our schedules, like are we really that important? Do people value us? Like, or who else is gonna do it? So, so I'm going to do it. Like, I know best, so I, I'll just do it. Or maybe you're trying to please people. Or maybe you're trying to prove yourself to somebody else. Maybe it's like, I know this is probably true in some of you, like, it's, it's keeping up with everybody else. And that's just for us. Like, yeah. I have even talked about what that does, like, to our boys, Maybe that you focus on these things because you think of the future that there'll be this, this deficit in the future, and so you need to focus on it right here and right now. But Martha goes on, and honestly, this next part is, is really, I, I can see like one of our boys saying this about the other, like, don't you care that my sister or my brother has left me to do this work all by myself? Like, mom, dad, Tell him to do something. Like, I, I can hear our boys saying that. Oh, we that. hear it
1: all the time, Mason. But the question is,
0: <laughs> but the question isn't like what needs to be done. The question is what does Jesus want from me? Right. That's really the question. And, and Jesus' response is, is basically this. Like, like Martha, come be with me. Martha, your problem isn't Mary. Mason, your problem isn't your brother Braden, okay? But for Martha, like Martha, the problem really is you. Like you're doing good, you're wanting to serve, you're wanting to host, but Martha, you are missing the most important part of being a host. It's being with the guest that is in your home. In busyness, it distracts you from the most important thing. The one thing that Martha was missing in that moment was simply this. Like Jesus, I'm right here sitting at your feet. I'm ready to learn from you. I'm right here, pour into me. That's what she was missing. And I think, like, this is where Luke, again, the writer of all this, is, is, is what he's pushing us, but maybe you as well, is to examine our lives. And look, we don't have it all together. Like, we lost our stuff yesterday. Yep. Like, we're far from it.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: But, but there's honestly, like, I, I think a couple of truths that we can pull from Luke's writings here and, and, and what Jesus is specifically saying to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that, like you said, Luke is trying to push us to examine our lives, yeah. So, how do we do that? How do we slow down? And when you-
0: Be about the most important thing. Yeah, how do thing. you
1: focus on the most important thing? And some Sometimes I think we need to be reminded of this this important thing, when you sit at the feet of Jesus, that's where you'll find rest. And one of the things that I believe most of us need to be reminded of, including us especially this week, is that rest is a requirement to living and learning to find that rest, that life-giving rest, that's only gonna come when we sit at the feet of Jesus. In Matthew 11:28 28 through 38, Jesus says this, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. And I'm sure I can speak for most of us in this room that when we try to do all the things on our own without stopping and finding the rest, without refueling with Jesus' love and God, it doesn't always turn out well. Like we end up becoming more tired. I feel like that's when busyness really takes hold of our emotions. We become stressed out, we're overwhelmed, we're moody. We're bogged down with busyness and that's also when I feel like our mind, you know, our guards are down and our spirit and our emotions can't fully function due to the weight that we're trying to carry on our own. You know, and that, from there is when life can, that's when it can spiral, that's when anxiety can creep in, that's when depression can creep in, that's when fear and hopelessness, name it, like whatever it is, like when you are so busy and so distracted, you're not thinking, you're not focusing you're just kind of going on autopilot, that's when all the ick starts to creep in. And a lot of times we don't even realize it. Yeah. Like we don't realize it until after the fact that we've, yeah. you know, yelled at our husband for putting too much on our plate or.
0: Well, I, I think it's, it kind of goes back to what Gene and Brenda were saying last week, but we, we come to this point and we look at our lives and we have this expectation of what it should look yeah. like. Okay, I'm 36 years old. Every time I'm on the stage, I feel like I always got to rattle off my age. You always shout out your age. It's weird.
1: I'll be 42 this week, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you got more shout outs than what I did. <laughs> but it's honestly stripping away what you expect your life to look like. Right. And once you come to that submission that's sitting at Jesus' feet, I don't know what that looks like in your life. I don't know how that translates. I don't know if that's you sitting on the bed at night or on the couch at night and just saying, hey Jesus, like, speak to me. I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's worship for you and singing praises where the Holy Spirit kinda does something inside of you. But for me, it's and for us, it's really stripping away what you think it should look like.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a two minute car ride down the road and you just talk to the Father then. You know, they're the expectations.
0: Yeah.
1: Strip them away and just spend time with him. Just come to him. It's just so simple.
0: Yeah, what, what's so beautiful is that when we allow ourselves to kind of sit with Jesus, I know that's gonna be hard for some of us, but when we allow ourselves to sit with Jesus, he's gonna do something in you. More and more, you're gonna be filled up. That goes into point number two. He's gonna fill you up for the things that you actually are responsible for and to give life to. Like whoever and whatever God has placed in front of you that you're operating from an overflow of spending time with him. And the, the second point I think we take from this is being obedient to what God has called you to to remember to be obedient to the places, to the people that God has called you to, which sounds probably like adding more to your plate. But I think what we all need to do in this life of hurry and busyness and, and distraction is to re-examine our lives, kind of reprioritize. prioritize what's the most important thing. Exactly. Because that's what he's telling to Martha here, like Mary has chosen the one thing, and so maybe for you, that's prioritizing of putting Jesus and spending time with him back at the top. Maybe then it's prioritizing you know what? God has placed me next to this person at the office, God has placed me uh, with this friend group, God has placed me at this lunch table with these people. God has specifically placed you in, in certain areas that you can only be at. You're the one that's responsible for it. And so much, we start to add all the other stuff to our plate, all the other things that we lose focus from the things that are most important.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's when the enemy distracts you. He's gonna rob you from the places and the people that you are called to impact like Jordan said, th- those are things that only God has placed in you for you to do. Yeah,
0: uh, so I guess the question is, like, are you being obedient to the, to the places and the spaces that God has put you in? Uh, like, maybe put it a little bit differently. Like, what are the things that only you can do? And so we strip away all the other stuff. Like, this is the most important. So don't let the enemy distract you don't let the enemy rob you from the places and spaces that you are meant to impact y'all like what are the things that only you can do
1: we can give you many examples of how busyness can impact your life we can tell you how saying yes to this or no to this can have consequences on you your family your friends how mindlessly scrolling through social media can lead to emptiness but the heart behind what we're trying to share with you is what we're currently experiencing in our own lives we get super busy and we get tired and we get run down so for us to change how we respond to that busyness we had to realize how much more time we needed to sit and just be present and not just with each other but with jesus ultimately because there is no endurance there's no peace there's no joy in what we're doing if we're not doing it with jesus filling us up
0: I, th- I was really challenged in this conversation to bring you thoughts of like, here's the places and spaces to say no to. <laughs> and that's good. I think that's a right conversation to have, but the, honestly, the most important thing, like how could we look past the most important thing? And that's to be with Jesus. And that's what we wanna drive you to. Yeah. I think when we're with Jesus and get that right expectation and we're in that, that space where he begins to fill us up we'll start understanding the things that need to fall off right because we're putting our priority in him first exactly
1: and the reality is life is busy and so we have to be able to see clearly and yeah. see what he wants us to do
0: yeah would you stand with us this morning the band's gonna lead us in the next couple moments together and I challenge you to kind of close this message um So whether that's through prayer and kind of some final thoughts, the prayer team in just a minute is gonna be up front. I don't know how this lands with you. Our heart was to point you to Jesus. And so maybe there are some things that you need to talk through with somebody and that's what our prayer team's for. They're here to encourage you. They're not here to condemn you or look down on you. They're here to, to be hope and light hear what you have to say and point you to Jesus. So if that's something that you need in just a moment, our our prayer team is gonna be down front. But I know you have some questions maybe for us to kind of yeah. ponder here over the next couple moments.
1: Yeah, as we step into these next couple songs as the team leads us, I would just encourage you all to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Shut out all the busyness that is happening in your head because I know that it's there. And I want to just... Have you asked yourself some of these questions that Jordan and I have asked ourselves this week specifically? Number one, how is the enemy trying to rob you? What are the things that are causing you to run on empty? Take inventory of those things. And from there, how can you position yourself daily in order for God to fill you up? Is it going on a walk, just you and Jesus? Is it sitting on the porch, just listening to the beauty of the birds and knowing that he's in it? Is it changing the things that you're listening to while you're driving your kids to and from practice? There are so many opportunities for you to just step back, come to the Father, find rest in Him, and let Him fill you up. I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna go ahead and step into worship, but Father, we just thank you so much for your beautiful gift that you've given us, just of life and love. God, we thank you that your burden is easy, God, we thank you that you have given us a spot to come to you, to rest at your feet, to sit and breathe you in, God, and to be filled up and refueled. God, we know the days are busy and life is chaotic, but when you're in it, when you're our focus, when you become the most important thing, God, we know that everything else will fall into place beautifully. So this morning we ask that you will just come rest your sweet spirit on us. Show us where we need to spend more time with you. Show us where we need to take inventory and reevaluate what we're focusing on and ensuring that our focus is solely on your goodness. We love you, Jesus.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.